0: Hello, I'm Filipa serra Gaspar and this is SEO in 2023.
1: Filipa, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023?
0: So, my number one SEO tip for 2023 is definitely to focus, I mean more and more on users, content for for users, focus on UX. And basically, yeah, have the user in the center of every action that you do on your website. Yeah, user, 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 basically. Okay,
1: we'll we'll peel that apart a little bit then. So user-centric, but a combination between content for users and UX for users. So maybe taking the latter part first, why is it an SEO's job to focus on UX?
0: There are, you know, SEO and UX are obviously two different things, but I strongly strongly believe that to have a good, you know, SEO performing website, you really, really need to have a good UX. They go hand by hand, definitely. And, you know, user experience is all about, of course, the user experience. If the website is not done for the user, then, you know, the experience isn't good.
1: Is it possible to actually measure the impact that UX directly has on SEO?
0: I mean, yes and no, I guess. <laughs> because, I mean, you can see how the website performs. You can, I don't know, perhaps these like heat maps and everything like that, which is somehow correlated. But yeah, I'm. Not sure. Yeah, I, I,
1: I like that answer. I mean, it's, it's a challenging question. I think uh, most <laughs> yes. people would uh, have uh, have issues or challenges with that one. But I think, you know, you bringing in using Heatmap software, you're, you're not the first person to say that as well. And I like that approach because it shows you what users do on your page. And if you're going back to SEO and you're just focusing on keywords and you're getting people to land on your page, but you're seeing that they're not actually doing much on your page, then that tells you a story and it probably sends signals back to Google if they go back to the SERP uh, exactly. straight away, certainly, and they they don't do much on your site. So it's a great way to think about um, UX there as well. One other phrase that you like to say is um, you want content to be written by people for people. What do you mean by that?
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, we all know that sometimes uh, content is written in many websites, you know, having into consideration or focusing on search engines and how the search engine is going to, you know, find it, read it, crawl it and so on. And mainly now, also with a, you know, helpful content update, everyone, you know, talks about it. It is really important that, you know, the user is the focus. And basically, if the user isn't happy, then the search engine won't be happy either. Let's say it like that. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, search engine engines are developing a lot and is looking at the websites more and more similar to how a user would look at it.
1: So how do we judge the happiness of our users?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess we have to answer the questions of the users, first of all. So like, you know, if a user comes to a certain website looking for something that they should find the answer uh, in there. I mean, also what we were talking before, how could we measure that? I mean... Bounce rate is a good and a bad metric at the same time because...
1: It's an old metric, isn't
0: it? Yes, different people measure it differently and sometimes it's not really up to date, but it could somehow as well, you know, be a metric, you know, how long the user stays there or not. I mean, these metrics are very vulnerable, but yeah.
1: They are, but I think it's a good metric... If you're comparing like for like pages, you know, if, if, if you're not, if you're comparing, for instance, a blog page against your homepage, it's a useless metric, in my opinion. Well, maybe you've got a different
0: opinion. No no I think it's yeah it's uh, very vulnerable and it yeah everyone looks at it in a different way as well so what it what does it mean to say oh I have a bounce rate of I don't know 30% or 50% or 10% like what are we actually measuring here it's very But it's a
1: useful initial indicator when I mean, if you've got two blog posts if they're both fairly informative articles targeting different keyword phrases but one gets a bounce rate of 50% one gets a bounce rate of 10% then there's something either different you're doing on those pages, or there's something different about you, the users that you're attracting to those pages.
0: Exactly. Like, as I said before, if it's like, uh, you know, a similar like for like, uh, then it it can work. Definitely. Yes.
1: How do you decide on the question and um, the, the phraseology within that question?
0: We can go back to know the old keyword research, of course, we need to know what are the users looking for. And then also what is the intent behind that keyword. So when the user search for something in specific, what is the the, the intent behind it, you know?
1: Do you establish the intent yourself? Or do you rely on a software tool to tell you what the likely intent is?
0: I mean, I try to find out by also searching it myself and see what comes up. uh, Because of course, different users can search for the exact keyword and they are looking for something completely different. So basically here trying to find what the majority is looking for at least. But of course, there are always variations or perhaps also try to answer different questions at the same time. And in terms of how the content is shown, me myself, I do SEO and when I open a page, I like to see it straight away, very visual. Again, here, the user experiences comes a bit, you know, into into place that, yeah, basically the, the information is very clear, very easy to find that, I, you know, I can just look at it and be like, okay, this is what I was looking for. Great. And then, of course, if I'm interested, I, I keep looking, I keep reading, I stay longer, but essentially that it's very, very objective.
1: You, you talked about bounce rates about five minutes ago. What happens then if you do a very good job of answering the question within the first paragraph? The user is satisfied, but they only spend 10 seconds on your site, then go off. Is, it, is that a negative signal?
0: Exactly. I mean, that's very tricky, right? That's the same of when you have it so well on your website that Google shows it on the SERP and then the user will never actually get into your website, right? So, yeah, in that case, it's just, it's really tricky. Ideally, you should, you know, make the user keep looking, keep reading.
1: Yeah, maybe answer the question that they've asked, but then actually say, as well as knowing this answer, you should also find out about this related topic as well.
0: Yes, and make the user feel that, you know, the website is like... trustworthy source. And perhaps when they have a question, they'll come back to you uh, because they trust the information that you are somehow providing them. Yeah. If they remember.
1: (laughs) You you touched upon the fact that uh, perhaps Google could even take the answer and use it directly on their serve. Are there any benefits that you've measured by getting that to happen for one of your clients? Or is that just a bad thing for SEO?
0: I mean, it... It means that you are doing it right (laughs) because you know, if it's being shown uh, on the SERP like that, it means that, you know, your website is optimized. It's great. I think it's a good thing. Ideally, and most of the times, uh, you know, on the SERP, you can find a very basic information. And then, of course, if you want to get to know more, then you will click there and you will trust the the source. But of course, if it's an information like, I don't know, what's the capital city of France, for example, you know, if you just write it on Google, you probably don't want to know anything else. It's just, one thing, but if it's something that, you know, the user can look for more information, then I, I see it as a good thing, of course.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's unlikely to be a, a monetary or monetized <laughs> result, that, that, that kind of query, but yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, I get what you're saying there. We're talking about, obviously, where SEO intersects with UX and content and... I think it's obviously worthwhile thinking about where UX takes us further down the line. And that is probably where you try and capture someone's information. I think a lot of websites nowadays still go for an email opt-in straight away as soon as someone hits them. And it's not a great user experience, but at the same time, you also want to keep someone coming back for more. What are your thoughts on where SEO intersects with CRM or, or capturing someone's data uh, and when perhaps the right time to do that is.
0: That's a good question. For example, if it's an e-commerce we have to typically you know, sign up for our newsletter and get you know 10%, 20% discount you know s- straight after the, the user gets in. But I, I would definitely say that you know when the, the information comes up immediately like you just click and it immediately pops up like subscribe. I don't think that's a good indicator. I think the user should be, you know, sometime in the in the page for that information to be asked. But of course, sometimes the SEO interests or CRM interests—they are, you know, they crash, and sometimes in you know, different interests, it's it's hard to make them all live uh, in the same uh, website. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, the, the information straight away is a bit too aggressive, I would say, and can be, even be bad for SEO uh, metrics. So I would not recommend that.
1: Yeah, it's always a bit of a, a fight or a debate between people wanting leads and People wanting people to stay on the website as long as possible, yeah.
0: But sometimes that can also be an SEO metric, like the conversion can be, I don't know, a newsletter subscription. So it really depends on the website that you're working and it's, it can be very, very, very tricky. Yeah, it, it varies a lot in the end, right? So
1: Absolutely. So you've shared SEOs need to be thinking about content more, about answering people's questions more, about thinking about the user more and essential elements of user experience and making sure that people are happy when they visit your website. So that's what they should be focusing on in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023?
0: I mean, it's nothing completely new, but I would uh, avoid, you know, AI content. I would avoid thin content. You know, content that it's not done uh, specifically thinking about about the user. Definitely, I think that's probably the main take, the main action for 2023. And yeah, always make sure the user is happy.
1: I'm going to get some people talking about AI content in in the positive okay. sense as well, and uh, yes, you know, I I've mean I know say,
0: there are there is the good mm-hmm. side. I, I don't want to say it's bad because there are websites that you did say never.
1: You did say ne- don't 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 do AI content. Are are you saying that maybe on certain pages on your site that are low traffic and perhaps non converting pages, then it's acceptable to at least experiment with AI content on those pages?
0: Exactly. I mean I know cases that have almost the whole content AI and it works and there is SEO traffic and it, it actually works. Of course, I know. May, okay, I used the word never. Maybe that was a bit too extreme. <laughs> I would avoid it. But of course, I mean, in SEO, there are no rules in a way that, you know, it varies always. You know, it depends. That's the most famous SEO sentence. So, you know, it depends. But I would myself probably avoid it, but I'm not saying it it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the concern beds, really. is how long
1: it would work for, <laughs> <laughs> depending exactly. on the quality of it. Yeah,
0: Exactly. I think it will work less and less uh, over the years, but also AI is getting better and better. It's getting better and better, better. better. exactly. So, that was my
1: counterpoint, yeah.
0: Exactly. So maybe it's written by AI, but it seems like it was written by a specialist. So who knows? <laughs>
1: Use a little bit of common sense. Philippa sarah is an SEO consultant. You can find her over at seolipa.com. Philippa, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.